111. Welcome, all you sweets. Christmas is coming close, and we'll be talking about Christmas next week, but this week, there's a lot to cover. First and foremost, Keeks found a new (laughs) trashy reality show. Cannot wait. I don't even know what it is. Maybe I do. I don't know. I don't think I do. Also, I watched the sequel trilogy of Star Wars. Well, actually, I watched all Star Wars. However, I have a little bit of new insight with the sequel trilogy. Haven't watched it for a whole year. We're going to talk about Warner Brothers and HBO Max. A little bit of a fallout. And um, Christopher Nolan and some other directors. Not very happy. And then Disney. Disney Plus announcing things left and right. They had their investor meeting. We're going to give you guys the list. Things that are coming out. And then lastly... You sweets, you sweets voted. We're going to talk about the room. We are going to talk about our man, our guy, Tommy Wiseau, and the room. And then we'll talk a little bit about some guilty pleasure movies that movies that are bad that we like. So that is the slate for Take One Eleven. How is the sweet geeks? It. Uh, I am good. I'm good. Started new, start a new workout program. Just trying to eat healthier. Uh, I, I I ate zoodles last night. Oh, fun! I, I can't. You know what? They were actually fun. They're actually pretty good. My my mom's been in town, so that's been nice. She kind of whipped up some nice things for us. A little Greek chicken yesterday with some zoodles. My wife helped made. Oh, we bought this spice for many of you. Do you know what Bucky's is? Yeah, the gas station. Yeah, humongous gas station, like 40 gas tanks wide wow. to fill up your car in Texas. And it's like this whole like mini, I, I, I want to say it's, it's like a supermarket inside, but it's like a like a souvenir supermarket with barbecue. They sell like everything there. Anyways, we bought this thing called like Texas seasoning and we put it on the zoodles and on the potatoes that we ate and in the chicken. Mm. Oh, it was so good. That sounds really good. Yeah. yeah. Wawa uh, gas station out in New Jersey. Amazing. Oh, I've heard of those. Yeah. They're not, they're really small. They're like the size of a Maverick. But when you go okay. inside, their sandwiches are really good. Their maple donuts, apple fritters. I'm a sucker for apple fritters are really good. So big fan I of Wawa. I just got a coupon in the mail from McDonald's just saying, come, come on by and get, uh, get a free apple fritter. Hmm. Well, I'm a little bit like I'm a little bit torn on fruit and donuts. Let me know. How I that like goes. stuffed donut. Like I like the like the the jelly filled like gel. I like jelly filled donuts, wow. but I don't I don't know if I like like with the bits of fruit on it. Yeah, hard hard pass on jelly filled for me. I like apple fritters. It stays. I in do realize I'm in the minority for the jelly field. Yeah, filled. at least you understand that. yeah yes you know i i do i do realize that yes i am in the minority and then yeah like you mentioned me and becky found this reality show i think it started like last week um it's called are you the one and it's just like a bunch of young adults who basically get put in this house and beforehand they take all of these like relationship quizzes and they all get secretly mat paired up by these dating coaches and they have 10 chances to pair up with their perfect match before the end of the show and win a million dollars. Oh, it's, it's just, 
it's just a bunch of horny young adults that are <laughs> trying to like get in better relationships, but they're horrible at it. Oh. They even say how bad they are at the beginning of it, but they're like still horrible. Nothing changes near the end. Oh, yeah. I it's amazing. And it's called you are the one. Are you the one? Are it's on one? Netflix. There are two seasons there. It's there. Netflix or MTV has done like seven seasons up okay. to now. So they're missing a few, but we loved it. We binged like both seasons. Uh, um, we've been watching, like many people I believe have been watching. Kenny and I have been watching The Bachelorette. Oh, yes, we have too. I, I honestly love, hate The Bachelorette. It is trash TV, but it is so <laughs> fun to watch how it's like. Are, are we going to do a little, little, little Bachelorette recap right now? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then we're, we might have to review it at the end of this season. I think we should. Yeah. yeah have you been I think watching only, every episode? I think it's only appropriate. Huh? Have you been watching every episode? Oh, yeah. We've watched every single episode. I love that. I love when we, we go through our slate and then like things like this just slip in. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Improv. Um, I, okay, here's my beef. I love that they do this because I'm such a sucker for it. Two weeks ago, they were teasing Bennett and Noah talking. And that, oh, and that yeah. being and that being resolved, and then this last episode two weeks ago, they tease it yeah. again. They end it with that, and you're like, "Are you kidding me? I have to wait another week." And then they finally resolve it. So I'm like, it, "They just lead you on. It's amazing." And I was like, this close to going like reality, Steve, and look at the spoilers. But then I like I had to stop myself and be like, "Really? I'm going to be that guy? Let me just let me just see how this goes." Anyways, Bachelor Steve, please come on the pod. Yeah. Anyways. I I like Tasha as a bachelorette, and I I got I, hats off to them, the producers, for being just in a resort the whole time and making it in, interesting. I love how it's a La Quinta resort. So okay, it's story amazing. time. When I was like ten, I went to a BYU women's soccer game, and at halftime, I you know because I was like a young kid in the crowd, they picked me out to be part of the halftime show where I had to be blindfolded and crawl and touch a Cosmo the Cougar poster at BYU, uh-huh. and I crawled right past it. I blazed right past it, and Cosmo came up, picked me up, and tapped me in front of the, the poster. Anyways, I won a free night stay at a La Quinta Inn <laughs> Suites. That's amazing. So every time I'm watching this show, it just brings me back to when me and my family stayed at La Quinta. It was right around Thanksgiving, and we went and watched Elf oh, I for love the first that. time. How old were you when you did this? Like 10. Oh. Wow. 10 or 11. To, this was a while ago. Way, yeah, way to Not crawl. that long ago. Way to crawl. <laughs> yeah, I, I blew right past it, apparently. My dad was, like, screaming at me, and I couldn't hear him. Oh, you know, you're so focused on the bag that uh, sometimes you don't notice those helping you around you. Yeah, Michael Caine knows that from Jaws yeah, of Revenge does. or Return, whatever the freak Jaws Except movie. for he knew exactly what everyone was telling him to do, but he's like, nah. Yeah, we get no, that th- this one. This one's buying me that beach house, baby. That is so funny. Yeah, I I actually enjoy watching The Bachelorette because it's just so fun to like ha- add commentary to it, and I think well, that's all I do. Yeah, 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 it's just so fun to watch like that. I like Tasha. Um, couple guys I like. Jives looks just like Brennan. If we haven't talked about that on the take, everybody, yes. he is like a splitting image. I like and both I, just sweethearts too. I like Ivan. I like Zach. I like how Zach was hooked up to the polygraph, and he's like, "Have you been cheat? Have you cheated?" He's like, "Yes." And then Tasha was flipped out about it. He's like, yeah, I was like a sixth grader. <laughs> that was funny. Me and Becky are a little sus on Zach, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, might, it might not be anything. It, it might just, it you might, know. Yeah. 
And then uh, Bennett, Bennett is a good producer's boy. He's, oh, yeah. He's, he's the token. Like, keep him around. Get those ratings up. Oh, 100%. He's very, he's pretentious, and he is the type that just doesn't like to lose. He's never wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so. well, it, he doesn't know how to spell limousine, and he went to Harvard, so. Yeah. Which, I, you know, you can't really blame him. That U is very, it's a silent U right there, right after the O. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's your Bachelorette. We'll talk more about it as it comes to an end. So what about yeah, you, Bachelorette Jeeps? talk. Maybe we'll, re- this is the mid-season recap. Yeah. Yeah. So, man, there's been a fun watch. Yeah. Yeah. I also, we also finished the undoing. We finished it last week. I forgot to talk about it on the pod. The um, Nicole Kidman, Hugh Grant. I got to say, watching it, Hugh Grant, he's a top five actor for me. Mm. He doesn't miss everything that he's been in. I, it, I enjoy a ton. He's good. Notting Hill, about a boy. The gentleman. Oh, he was he was my favorite in the gentleman. I think he was. Yeah, my he's great. Character. Yeah, I haven't watched a lot of what Hugh Grant does, but in the gentleman, I loved him. I thought he killed it. Oh, he's just got he's got like the he has like the British heartthrob thing down back in the late back in the nineties into two thousands. Yeah, had it down. Just had it down. Yeah. Um, Eric that. Nolan's next. Watch yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> uh, okay, so we watched all Star Wars. Finished yes, okay, just yeah, last yeah. night. We are recording this pod Saturday on December 12th. And Keeks knows how I knows how I feel about Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. I I love the Force Awakens. I think a lot of other Swedes know. I loved the Force Awakens. I loved everything that it set up. It rekindled the Star Wars um fire. And like it had me rewatch like all the original trilogy, the prequels, and whatnot. Because uh, I had like good memories of Star Wars, but like mid two thousands up until Force Awakens, I never really even sat down to rewatch them. So oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. So Force Awakens, we did it. Force Force Awakens awakened me to rewatch Star Wars. Uh huh. So I love Force Awakens for that. Last Jedi, I didn't like on the first couple of viewings. Like I was trying to convince myself, and then Rise of Skywalker. It's a lot of damage control. It's not as good. Palpatine was a shoe in. Didn't like that. We've talked about it before on our. Uh, review. However, I have a new insight, a new um, perspective on the Last Jedi. I'm I, hyped about this because you. Know, I mean, I think everyone knows. Like, I don't hate the Last Jedi. I, I think I, I like it more than I dislike it. Yeah, I like it more than Rise of Skywalker. Yes, yes. Rewatching it, I haven't rewatched Last Jedi maybe for two years, and man, some of the visuals, the sound. Is really good, and I think the character arc for Luke is solid. And I love the Yoda Luke conversation. I think that's so fun. Yoda's back to his old hermit type uh, self. I know that's funny. The, the puppet looked good. It did because we were so used to like. Remember in Episode One in Phantom Menace where you have the Yoda puppet and it looks awful. Yeah, it's the CGI. Ugh. Well, the CGI looks fine, but in in Phantom Menace, he's an actual puppet, and oh. it looks. So bad. Really? I didn't know that. So bad. I like CGI Yoda. I don't mind it. Yeah. I, I just like, I like the puppet for obviously Return of the Jedi and Empire Strikes Back. And then, mm-hmm. yeah. So, Canto Bite. I still don't like Canto Bite. Rose and Finn, yeah. don't like. Don't like. But mm-hmm. when, honestly, when you remove that segment, I mean, it's, it is like a 20 minute, 20 to 30 minutes, probably roughly, within, with Canto Bite. Probably something yeah. like around, around there. Whole Rose and Finn arc. Just not really good. Doesn't help the story that much. And when you remove that, it's actually a pretty good movie. It's it takes bold risks. I'll give them that. 
I will give him that. It does. Unfortunately, I don't think it was the right movie to take those kind of risks. Sure, sure. It was just kind of like, ugh. Like, J.J. Abrams pulled on the nostalgic leg for Force Awakens, and it worked for a lot of people. For a lot of people, it did. So, anyways, and here's the reason why I think I like The Last Jedi more. Rise of Skywalker stays about the same as I did last year. Mm -hmm. I think it's just because my expectations weren't as high. Like I was like, I know what the, how the last Jedi is going to end. I'm going to have like a new lens on, and I enjoyed it a lot more this time. And yeah, it it does. It honestly it grows on you. I know a lot of people don't like Luke, and I and I see how you know there's no way that he would be this. Like his character has always been like this optimistic kind of young yeah, dude, exactly. always looking for the best in people. It's hard to imagine that he would make that character change. However, for me, I feel like it does work, you know, like he's had all these, you know, his his dad turned to the dark side. He died. He was able to kind of save him. But then he saw it again in Kylo. He saw him turn, burn everything to the ground, kill all the younglings. You know, it, it, it fool me once. Shame on me. What is it? Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. There you go. Fool me. <laughs> the George Bush. Fool, fool me. Can't get fooled again. That's yeah. that's. That's his version. Yeah. But anyways, fool me once, shame on, fool me twice, shame on me. It's, I'm sure that's how he feels. Yeah. I can get it. And I, I don't mind it. I, and I, I actually kind of liked how R2-D2 and Chewie is, are the ones that kind of pull Luke to train Ray and to kind of come full circle. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. page turners, they were not. So... <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, you know, and there's some lines that don't land in Last Jedi, but I actually enjoyed Last Jedi more than I did this time, and it goes up in my rankings. It's over Rise of Skywalker, it's over Phantom Menace, it's over Attack of the Clones. So there you have it. I'm glad it's moved up. It is right there in the middle. Yeah, I think it is because you just removed Canto Bite, Finn and Rose, not great, but everything else is pretty fun. And like I said, new lens. And Kennedy mm-hmm. said something that I really liked. You have to like all the Star Wars to like Star Wars. You just kind of got to know what you're getting into. Is the original trilogy the best? Absolutely it is. You know what I mean? That's a really good point. You, you just got to get over it. And I know Star Wars fans yeah. are the worst fans. And sometimes I'm very guilty of that, too. <laughs> no one hates Star Wars more than us. Yeah, exactly. So I love all Star Wars. I really do. Like even Rise of Skywalker, there's still some fun sequences. Just don't like Palpatine. That's my biggest gripe. With Rise of Skywalker. The, the thing with the thing, I think the biggest thing between Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker is Last Jedi has some highs that are super high mm-hmm. and it's got some lows that are super low. Yep. Rise of Skywalker is just a plateau. It's just a flat, never reaches a climax, never reaches a super like low moment. It's just nah. it's just there. At least the at least Last Jedi. Last Jedi is like maybe five for twenty in good moments. But the Rise of Skywalker is like, like, w- like zero for three. Yeah, I like so. <laughs> I do like how they could teleport items through the Force. I think I, I mentioned that last year. I actually yeah, that was that. cool. Yeah, that's cool. So man, we got some you. Star Wars news for everyone for yeah. all the sweets today. Yep. Holy crap! You went to if you if you took a nap on Thursday night at any moment, like TC. <laughs> You just missed out on all the news. Yeah. Um, should we talk about Warner Brothers and HBO? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Uh, Basically, what happened was yeah. uh, Chris Nolan came out and is pissed. Just tore Warner Bros. a new one, saying that it's going to essentially destroy movies. And then Denis Villeneuve came out, I think, yesterday, saying that Warner Bros. didn't 
didn't consult any of the creators that they've been working with. He had no idea that Dune was going to go straight to theaters until reading the announcement. Stop. And Are I you think, serious? Yeah. And I think that's where Warner did it wrong. Whoa. You know, I don't think it's good. Nothing's going to kill theaters. Theaters have been around forever. Nothing will ever kill the theater industry. The theater industry will, or the film industry will have to adapt to the theater industry, but they'll never go away. It's just, I don't know. What, what did you think about the, the backlash and all of the hate towards Warner Bros. moves from two of the biggest directors working right now? Um, it's called how it is. Yeah, no, they're the two two biggest directors. It would have maybe been nice for them to, I mean, golly, to find out your film, Dune, Especially that you were so Dune. excited for is being released on streaming and you had no idea until you saw the announcement. That's pretty. That's pretty wild, and I think they have a little reasons to be, you know, frustrated and flustered. But I'd be a little chapped. Yeah. So I agree with you. I don't think theaters are going to die. I think this is a good alternative, and I don't think it's going to last like this forever with these big movies going to streaming. Well, and if you take a look at what happened with Tenet, Tenet was like, like. The, the litmus test of, okay, how, sh- how comfortable are people going to the theater when it came out in September? And for most people, that was the only movie they saw this year because as soon as they opened the theaters up for Tenet, it didn't do well, kind of bombed at the box office, deservedly so because no one was comfortable going to the theaters, you know, with, with a global pandemic go- going on. So I get that he's mad, but it's like, dude, your your movie didn't perform when you pushed it out into theaters. This yeah. is kind of the repercussions of you trying to trying to push things before someone's too ready. Yeah. What what was the total gross for Tenant? I don't even think it's four hundred million to be honest. Uh, I'll it, look it up real quick yeah. while you're going. Uh, because I mean, hats off to Christopher Nolan to actually pushing Tenant out in theaters during that time. And try. And someone I, had to do it. Yeah, someone had to do it, and also it, it it has been in theaters. I think it's still showing in theaters now. It is. It has up till now grossed three hundred and sixty million dollars. Wow. Which I mean, for perspective, some weekend box the budget office. is two oh five, so it is technically a bomb or technically a flop. But you know, all of this, all 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 of the circumstances surrounding it, you can't consider it that. Yeah. I mean, I, I want to rewatch Tenet when it hit streaming with subtitles, so count me in for that. Every person. Yep. I was actually, so I was actually talking with a guy yesterday who, we, we might have him on the pod, actually. He, he was, he worked for Paramount for 12 years. Oh, yeah, let's get him he on. He had some very fun stories about working, like, so he worked with JJ during uh, Star Trek. He met Michael Bay with Transformers. And my favorite, he talked about working with M. Night Shyamalan when they were developing The Last Airbender. Oh. So he got to tell me stories about all three of them and other people he got to meet and work with. We'll bring him on the pod sometime. Yeah, I think we, I think but, we uh, need to because I want to hear this. I just want to yeah, sit back it, and listen it, to these. <laughs> you get me hyped. His, uh, his, his, his impressions of Michael Bay were my favorite. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, his first impressions of the guy. But um, no, I, I honestly, you know what? I, I get it. Christopher Nolan, you really appreciate movie theaters. We all do. Like, no one wants movie theaters to go away. They'll never go away as long as people like you and me exist, TC. Yeah. But you got to realize the consequences of your actions. Yeah. And also, while on that note, I want to give Christopher Nolan a big shout out. 
I know he might be a little frustrated, but I'm also really happy with him because he loves Fast and Furious like I do. <laughs> <laughs> that's a perfect segue. That's but but also like Christopher Nolan, we understand like what you want. Don't, don't worry, your next movie will be out in theaters. It's fine. Yeah. It won't be during a pandemic. Yeah. Yes. It'll be good. He loves Fast and the Furious. I love that he has a soft spot for Tokyo Drift. Here's and here's and that kind of like also goes on to my Star Wars thing. I don't have any expectations for Fast and Furious. I know no. what I'm getting every single time. And then rewatching The Last Jedi, I knew what I was going to get. And I was able to sit back and enjoy it. And that's how I am with the Fast and Furious. I know they're trash, but they're such good trash. I love them. It, it's it, They're the ultimate guilty pleasure movies. 100%. And they're not even that bad, but it's like it, they're so over the top. Over the top. And they don't take themselves ser- seriously in the slightest. Like yeah. they're going to go to space. In the next one or two, in the next like movie or so, I know they're probably gonna film it up. They're gonna like finish in space. They'll probably go to the moon. I I almost guarantee that they're gonna go to the moon. Yeah, they'll, they'll probably There's some sort of base or something they need to get on the moon. I mean, they'll probably cross paths and get help from Doctor Strange with some type of mission. <laughs> <laughs> well, Universal has rights to the Hulk, so maybe the Hulk comes in. Oh, play. that would be fun. Who knows? A little Bruce Banner. Yeah, tap me in for Pass that. Pass the torch. Yeah. So, well, <laughs> that should be interesting. I know I'm actually, I totally forgot, but Wonder Woman is coming out on Christmas Day, HBO Max. Yeah, and then weeks. Soul as well. Is Soul, so Wonder Woman, I know you don't have to have, you don't have to pay extra money. Yeah, if you're Soul, subs- Soul neither. Oh, okay. We'll actually get to, there is a movie that they're going to release like they did similarly with Mulan in March, Disney Plus is. Uh, Raya? We'll go over that in the, um, yeah, in the announcements okay. of everything announced. Well, I think that's that which, for th- HBO Max. <laughs> which I think is now, actually. We're going to go over all the announcements. Yep. Let's do it. So I, I tried to get everything. Uh, since then, I've seen a few things announced that like, okay, well, you know what? I didn't pick it up. But they're, they're little things, yeah. okay? Uh, so everybody, little things. everybody strap up, put us, put us on half speed if you need to. Because... <laughs> 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 and shout, um, shout out to Keeks for man getting all this in. So how we're gonna do this? We have it broken up into Marvel news, Star Wars news, and then other news. So you know, not based on the two biggest properties in the world. Gosh, Disney—that's the only thing keeping them afloat. Man. These and their animation studio—they've had fun animated movies. But um, so we're gonna start with Marvel news. And first off, I want to know from you. What is we're going to go over our favorite news topic from each one, then we'll go over the rest. So I'm going to start. I'm going to start with my favorite ones. My first favorite one, my favorite Marvel news is the Fantastic Four movie. You officially announced it will be directed by Spider-Man director John Watts. The reason it's my favorite is because I remember I was in fifth grade and I bought these Fantastic Four graphic novels, and I read them all the time. You had you had stories from Namor the Submariner. You had all these different interactions with the Fantastic Four. They also have worked with Spider-Man several times, and I think it's perfect that John Watts, he's going to direct Spider-Man 3. I have a feeling there's going to be a tie-in for the Fantastic Four in Spider-Man 3 to go ahead and make that movie. It's been absolutely butchered over the last two franchises that they've had. Fan four stick, I will say, is a bit of a guilty pleasure. It's bad, but it's it's fun bad to realize how bad it is. Mm, okay. And yeah, Fantastic Four, I'm extremely excited. John Watts, what I think he does really well is he does really well with like cast chemistry, and that's what you need for the Fantastic Four. You need yes. these four people to feel like a family. 
they can nail that down. If they can nail Dr. Doom down, I don't know if they're going to introduce him in the first movie. He's like one of the biggest, most interesting villains in all of Marvel Comics. So Hasn't even been tapped into yet on the big no, screen. No, he hasn't. They kind of do in that first one with like Ian Gruffitt and Jessica Alba, Michael Chiklis, Chris Evans. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. I guess he's not Captain America anymore, but um, yeah, I, I'm excited. I'm excited to see. Yeah, I would say my favorite also is Fantastic Four. I'm really excited for that. I hope it's a good, executed Fantastic Four movie. Essentially, everything that you said is how I'm feeling. So, and then I really, really like the Loki trailer. I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't expecting that. I thought that was fun. I think Tom Hiddleston does a great job as Loki, so that will be fun. And then lastly, I really am looking forward to um, Love and Thunder, Thor, by Taika Waititi. I'm I'm also excited for the Miss Marvel show. Like, they had, like, a little sizzle reel for it, and it just seems like a cute, like, coming of age. I don't want to say Disney Channel quality show. It's a little bit better, but it does seem kind of for that audience to get them into superheroes. Sure. A relatable superhero. I think it's her first time acting. Yeah. Um, that's cool. Well, should we go down the list? Yeah, this is what we're going to do. So I'm going to give a quick little blurb of what the news is. And we're just going to say if we think it's sweet, sour, spoiled, maybe a little reason why. Starting with Christian Bale is going to be Gore, the God Butcher and Thor, Love and Thunder. I was going to give a background of Gore, the God Butcher, but literally his, his name explains it all. Um, sweet, sour, spoiled, TC. Sweet. Very sweet. Yep. Same for me. Yep. Excited to see him back in a superhero movie. Yeah, I agree. Loki, you already talked about Loki, but um, I, I agree with you. I think it's sweet. Going to be sweet. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ant-Man 3, they gave a trailer or a title for it, Quantumania. Quantumania. And Jonathan Majors will play Kane the Conqueror. If any of you don't know who Jonathan Majors is, he was in Last Black Man in San Francisco. And he was also in um, Lovecraft, Country, Lovecraft Country. So he's up and comer, really talented. And uh, I, I kind of think sour. I didn't love I don't love the Ant-Man movies. Yeah. I don't love Ant-Man and the Wasp either. Yeah. I think this is going to be sour as well. Sour for Quantumania, the title, but sweet for Jonathan Majors being King the Conqueror. And That's also connected to Fantastic Four. He is loosely connected to being Reed Richards' son. Love, love Paul Rudd. Love Paul Rudd. He was great in the yes. game. Love Paul Rudd as Ant-Man. Absolutely love it. All right. The next one is America Chavez, who is an LGBTQ Latino hero, will be played by Zochitl Gomez, will be introduced in Doctor Strange 2. Um, sweet. I don't, I don't know anything about this hero. I don't know anything about her. So, But I think it's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be a good little coming of age. Nice, cool little Latino superhero. We haven't had one. Yeah. So, so sweet. Yeah. I think it's sweet. Um, Secret Invasion. Many people might not know what Secret Invasion is. It is a scroll based comic book arc where the scrolls are like a shape shifting alien species. They were introduced in Captain Marvel. And um, it's basically them like infiltrating the, the Avengers and, imp- and impersonating some of them. I think it'll be interesting. I'm a little bit sour on Secret Invasion. It's a huge comic book arc, and I hope they can nail it. Yeah, I'm going sour as well. Seems like that's a ton of content to fill that in. Yes. Okay, Guardians 3 will be released in 2023. Sweet. Awesome. 
sour for me. I did not like Guardians oh. two. I love Guardians one, but Guardians two flops. So I'm not. I'm not really freaking out about Guardians three. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, next, Tim Roth is returning as Abominable. That was one of the main villains in The Incredible Hulk, which was the Edward Norton Hulk movie. But he's returning as Abominable in She-Hulk. Um, I don't know. Sour. I'm going sweet. I liked I liked Tim Roth in the vil- as the villain in the in the Hulk in the 2008 version. I believe was when it came out. I like the Incredible Hulk actually. It's, yeah, it's that's okay. another like borderline guilty pleasure. Yes. Yep. Yep. Actually, I would say the original Hulk with Eric Bana is a guilty pleasure. Oh, I've never seen that one from start to finish. I've seen oh. scenes, but I've never seen it from start to finish. It's gnarly. Okay. Um, next one is Ironheart. So Ironheart is essentially like Iron Man's quote unquote heir. And the show is coming with Dominique Thornton, who's going to play Riri Williams. Riri Williams is like this genius inventor who invents like an upgraded version of Iron Man's suit. Okay. So sour. Um, gosh, this is hard. Cause I get what they want to do here. You know, I get that they want to like bring in kind of another, a younger Iron Man, maybe introduce young Avengers. It's borderline sour for me. I don't know. It seems a little too soon. Yeah. Um, okay. You want me to go? Yeah, sure. Okay. Doctor Strange 2 connected to Spider-Man 3, and apparently Rachel McAdams is returning and is rumored she'll be playing the night nurse. So that's the nurse that treats all the superheroes on Earth. Um, I like Doctor Strange 1. I'm going to give Doctor Strange 2 a sweet. Uh, let's remember Sam Raimi's directing it, too. Oh, so, uh, yes. Yeah, automatically sweet. Automatic sweet. Yep. Uh, Baby Groot series of shorts on Disney+. Plus. Um, Sour? I think this is for kids. Yeah, sour. Yeah, I, it's not for us. I don't care. Yeah, no. Uh, Armor Wars. Don Cheadle as War Machine. And we'll focus on what happens if Tony's tech fell into the wrong hands. Spoiled. I don't care. Spoiled. Don't care. Whoa. Yeah, I'm sour. I don't care. Yeah. I, I don't want to warm it. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. Don't care. Um, seems like Blade is going to be a TV series. Mahershala Ali, two-time Academy Award-winning actor, will be Blade. Um, sweet, obviously, because he's insane. He's actually he's one of the best actors working. Yeah, it'll be great. Yeah, I'm in. Count, count me Definitely. in for sweet. Okay, this next one. We have Black Panther 2 won't recast Chadwick, and he won't be digital. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Um, so yeah, Black Panther 2. When is that supposed to be uh, released? I I I don't I think it starts filming like next summer. Dang. Listen. I, I gotta call it how I see it. Horrible idea. I I think Spoiled. Spoiled as well, because I don't think they should do Black Panther. I, th- I think they should give it like a five year hiatus. They uh, yeah, they literally the last time that the Doctor Strange movie came out, it will have been seven years since that first Doctor Strange movie came out till when the second one comes out. Oh, my God. This is even more of a reason to not rush Black Panther 2 out because you think about Carrie Fisher. They were like, oh, we're not. It's not going to be digital. We're not going to recast. We're going to use leftover footage. And it was so weird. Yeah, I, I, it just didn't land with Rise of Skywalker, and that was unfortunate. But they tried their best, and I honestly— They did. I Hats off to them for that. But with Black Panther 2, I mean, 
I mean, it's just tragic and sad what happened to Chadwick Boseman, and obviously, I know it is what it is. And he was Black Panther, embodied that character really well. He was in how many films? Four. Yeah, four was Let's it? See. Civil, yeah, Civil was War, four, Infinity War, Endgame, and then Black Black Panther. Panther. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, give it a break. And that's that's enough. That's a good point. Is I don't know if they'd ever be able to recast. Like I know they could wait, but. It is a character that needs to be up front. Yeah. Yeah. In a lot of these Marvel movies. So I still think it's a little spoiled, but I, I could see it moving up. I could see them doing it well. So Zuri's probably gonna be. Yeah. Which I, I love. Or I think that's sweet. Is it Suri? It's Suri. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh Marvel What If teaser. Seemed cool. I liked it as well. I thought it yeah. seemed pretty sweet. I'm gonna give it a sweet. I just watched it. So before we start recording. Yeah. No, I, I also think it's sweet as well. Um, and Chadwick Boseman was able to record all of his lines for what if. So oh, cool. all of anything T'Challa related will be from Chadwick Boseman. Cool. Um, and then lastly, we got to end with a Miss Marvel teaser. We kind of <clears throat> already talked about it. Seems cool. Seems like I, I, I'm like right there. Sweet or sour. Like, I don't think it's really for us. Yeah. It's more of like a tween. I, I'm more of a sour for that. Yeah, I, I totally but get I it, could, too. I could see I, it being good for, like, the teenage adolescent audience. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's great. And that is Marvel news. If we missed anything, it's probably not that big. It, you know, it's this is these were the main announcements. Yep. So we're excited. They also announced Captain Marvel 2 is coming. OK, shocker. They had already announced that at D23. Now we're into Star Wars news. Ooh, strap up. What is your favorite piece of Star Wars news? Oh, that you announced? know what it is already. Everybody should know what it it's is. It's both of our favorites. It, it, it is Hayden Christensen coming back as Darth Vader and the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Well, the Chris Genesis is coming soon. Yes. Oh, thank goodness. He needs good dialogue, a good director. We, I, I know that he can do it, but oh, George, man. Yeah. Deborah Chow is going to be r- running the show for the Obi-Wan series. So. Are they are they calling She's it directed a couple Mandalorian? Episodes. They're calling it Obi Wan, right? Yes, Kenobi. Yep, starts filming in January. Mm. So uh, that's that's my favorite. So yeah, here's definitely here's my, my thing. I wish this would have came out like right after Mandalorian, like a few months after Mandalorian season two. Well, but, it was supposed to, but they scrapped they scrapped the script for it. Mm. So I, they must have some. It was supposed to have filmed this past year. Yeah. Weird. But for some reason, they didn't like it, and they just scrapped it, and they're restarting. Wow. Okay. Well, I like, I like yeah. that Hayden Christensen in there, is in there. I hope they have like little Force, Skype, communications, him and Kenobi. I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think they will. They have to. It just makes sense. So that would be fun if they introduced that and how that kind of Force Skyping happens. Because that's one aspect I really like that Ryan force Johnson time. introduced. So. That's one of my favorites. Hands down, the favorite. Yes. I, I'm going to be really honest. I was extremely impressed with the Star Wars news. There's a- and I've got to say, the Patty Jenkins little teaser for her Rogue Squadron project coming in 2023 is awesome. Her dad was a fighter pilot. He actually died in service in the, in the what, I guess, the, the, Air, the Air Force. Uh-huh. And so she, you know, she has a huge tie to like fighter pilots and Star Wars Rogue Squadron is Luke's squadron in Star Wars. Oh, so I wonder sweet. if we're going to get 
um, what's his name that everyone thinks Sebastian he plays Stan. Bucky. Yeah, Sebastian Stan. I wonder if they're going to bring him in. Everyone's kind of talked about it. I think that was really cool. And also the Alderaan little scissor wheel for that with uh, Cassie and Andor looked really cool. Yeah, Andor. It changed my opinion on the show a ton by look- by watching that. Yeah, my, my only fear is that Star Wars is slowly becoming Marvel. It is. Essentially, that's what oh, it, it is. is. Yeah, it is. 100% it is. And I mean, more Star Wars is great. I love Star Wars. However, I just hope they're executed well. Like, Mandalorian was executed well. The sequel trilogy definitely could have been executed better. Had some, like you said, True. high moments, low moments. So mm-hmm. we'll see. I'm really, really putting in a lot of stock for Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Like, that is the yeah. one where I'm just like, please do this it This well. is what it should have been instead of that solo movie. Yes. Yep. Which I'm sure there was, like, scheduling conflicts. I'm sure that's why it's taken so long. Yeah. Um, but let's go. We've got Taika Waititi will be directing and developing, like, the next feature film. So he'll be doing one. Uh, cool. Yeah, that's sweet. I love yeah. Taika Waititi. And then Ryan Johnson, uh, he's not cemented in for his trilogy, right? I guess not. Yeah. Well, Weiss and Benioff were supposed to do a series, and then they got axed from it super soon. Yeah. So I don't think well, Colin Trevorrow, another one. Um, Josh Trank was another person who was supposed to do a Boba Fett series. There have been tons of people. Lord and Miller, they've been brought on, and they've been fired like that. So you can never be too sure who they announce. You might. Patty Jenkins actually was supposed to direct Thor 2. But they fired her from that. That's I know not Star Wars, wow. but okay. Disney's isn't married to anyone. If you're not going to do what they want, then they'll get rid of they you will, as soon as they can. You. And then uh, obviously the Obi Wan Kenobi series um, coming yep. out ten years after Revenge of the Sith. Perfect, perfect, very cool. Mm-hmm. And then the Lando series into development from the Dear White People creator. I've seen some skits from Dear White People, and it's it it's interesting. It's an interesting look at like race and like li- living as a black person in the United States, and especially with Lando being one of four black people in Star Wars. <laughs> Him, Finn, that one girl they introduced in Rise of Skywalker, and Jenna. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting. Is- I don't know. I. I- I'd say sweet just to see Lando back. Is it and if we the, get to see Donald Glover? Is it the young Lando enough. or the old Gl- Lando? Either one. I'd be cool with either one. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. Ah, I like Lando. He's one of my favorite characters. So I'm I'm putting sweet. I'm putting sweet. Yes. Um. An Ahsoka show. So the plan. So we'll talk a little. But the Ahsoka show, and then they also announced Rangers of the New Republic. And these shows will converge in like a big television event with the Mandalorian. Mm. So I don't know if we're going to see Ahsoka again in the Mandalorian. No, I think that's kind of the little tease we get. She's going to go in and have her own show now. Perfect. I I think that could be sweet Ahsoka Tano. And I know there's a lot of fans that really like her. So I hope it I hope it develops and explores. And there's a connection between her and Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan and um Anakin, because I haven't watched the Clone Wars, but that'd be fun if they touch on that for her show. Yeah. So Rebels, you get more of the Anakin Ahsoka stuff. Oh, Rebels. A little bit. You get some moments. Um, Gotcha. And this is coming from I have not watched all of Rebels, but I know, you know, like some of the high points and some of the like different plot points and they do they do interact. So it'll be interesting how this works. Yeah. And uh, like we've said, the Alderaan TV show looks cool. I'm actually I'm 
I'm very sweet on this as well. This is the Cassian Andor series, right? Yeah, it actually like it looked really cool. They're going really well into like the creature creation, into the costume creation. So I'm excited. Yeah. I actually think it'll be pretty cool. And I think the actor for Cassian Andor is great. It'll be interesting to see. I just feel like there was enough material for him from Rogue One. Mm-hmm. However, I guess there is. So we'll see how that goes. Well, and he talks about it in the the sizzle reel for Alderaan. He says, you know, like going into the the premiere of the show was really bittersweet because he knew his character was going to die. Yeah. So, you know, like why, why should, why should audiences care? And then, you know, they went to Felicity Jones. She was probably busy. They went to, they went to three other characters. Donnie Yen. He was busy. So, uh, oh God, Diego Luna, call Diego Luna. Let's get Cassie Nandor out here. I think that might be why they brought him in. Probably. But I don't know. Maybe he's a fan favorite and I wasn't aware. Yeah. Yeah. The next thing we got was we got a trailer for the next animated show, The Bad Batch. Um, the Bad Batch was introduced in the first four episodes of this la- of the last season of Clone Wars. It was a fun little arc. Um, they were kind of they were a cool part of it. I I enjoyed it of that last season. One of the highlights of that. So I don't know how closely I'll watch it, but it'll be fun. Yeah, it's amazing that there's going to be ten Star Wars shows. Over the next few same years. Same with Marvel. Yeah, same amount. That's wild. Disney Plus is, actually, in addition to that, the price of Disney Plus is going up. How much? Uh, I didn't remember what it was, but, um, yeah, How I, much I is it read right now? that is it they're like going to increase a month? No, right now it's like seven. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's super cheap right now. Yeah. But, yeah, with all these new shows, they're definitely going to up the price a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, next is the acolyte. I put it's a series. I actually believe it's a mystery thriller movie that will take viewers into a galaxy of shadowy secrets at the end of the high Republic. Mm. Don't know what that is. Sour at all. So I'm like sour a little bit on it. Just, I don't know anything about it. Yeah. Okay. A droid story coming to Disney plus never underestimate a droid. True. Sour. It's going to be like a successor to, yeah, yeah. sour, spoiled. Yeah. Don't care. Don't care. Don't care. I love when you say that. Um, Don't care. <laughs> Don't care. Uh, Visions. Okay, this one was really cool because at first I just saw it was a collection of animated shorts to Disney Plus, and I was like, oh, okay, it'll be like, you know, those little animated Star Wars shorts they do. But no, it's going to be anime. Okay. And yeah, for me, I'm like, oh, I'm in. Yeah. Uh, Shingeki no Kyojin, Attack on Titan, last season just came out. It is streaming on Hulu. Uh, your boy is hyped. Good for you. I love Attack on Titan. I love anime. We both love anime. Yeah, anime is great. Still need to watch your name. It's cool to get it out into the forefront more because yeah. I think it's a really like creative storytelling style that more people should get used to. Yeah. It's not just for tentacles, everyone. No. You can tell real stories with it. Sweet. Well, that is your Marvel and Star Wars. And then on to yes. other news. Yes. Um, We've got other news. Um, my favorite from just like random Disney property news is the Encanto teaser. It takes place in Colombia. Lin-Manuel, Lin-Manuel Miranda's writing the music. Mm. And I love it because one of my best friends is Colombian. Okay. And, you know, I lived in South America for two years and met a bunch of Colombian people, and they're so nice. So I'm excited for Encanto. I think it's going to be awesome. I'm looking anything, for- Anything that you... Yeah. I, I have a feeling of what yours is, but What's maybe you'll feeling? confirm Say it. it. Indiana Jones. Yep. I'm really excited for that because it's done by James Mangold, who I think killed it for Ford versus Ferrari. 
and Logan, obviously. So he's a he's an incredible director. So I think he, I think he is honestly top ten directors right now. Yeah. Yep. I would say top ten. Yeah, I'd agree. And so I'm excited for Indiana Jones. I think that's going to be our next series we're going to start. I think we're going to watch all the Indiana Jones. Oh, that is a good yeah. yeah, Even in the Kingdom of Crystal Skull, so um, it'll be fun to get ready for some Indiana Jones. So, do you know who Indiana is going to be? Is it going to be Harrison Ford? Yep, it's he's going to end it. It's going to cap it off. I wonder if they're going to introduce someone. They got to introduce a new one, apprentice. Yeah, they've got. Oh shoot, I don't know though. I don't know if they'd have to pick a really good Finn Wolfhard. Yeah. His 16-year-old grandson or whatever. Oh, I, I don't know. That. That'd be great. Oh, what's, how sweet. What's the Willow series? Um, just Willow. Do you ever see Willow? No. Um, yeah, it's uh oh, what's his name? He he hosts um Star Wars Celebration like every year. Okay. He plays Wicket in um Return of the Jedi. He's a little guy. Anyways, he's gonna return. I'm pretty spoiled slash shower on it. I don't really care. Sour. Okay. I don't love Willow. I know people love Willow, but it's never really been my bag. Gotcha. Hocus Pocus 2 in development. That I think that's a sweet. It has potential, but they the witches die. So it's got to be new witches. I guess I, I'm sour. I, I, I don't love Hocus Pocus like a lot of people do. It's I think it's fun, but uh, yeah, a, I'm not super big a, on it's it. It's a bit of an eerie, eerie show. Oh, yeah. Are you uh, kidding? OK, so this is the. Raya and the Last Dragon will be streaming and theaters March 12th, 2021. They're doing similarly what they did Mulan. You get like the premiere access. You pay 30 bucks or how much was it? 30 bucks? It was 30 bucks. 50 bucks? It was a whopping 30, 29.99. Oh, that's not bad. I thought it was 50 for some reason. Oh, okay, mercy. so you pay 30 bucks and you get to watch Raya and the Last Dragon. Okay. There hasn't been a lot of press on this. I'm a little nervous about Raya and the Last yeah. Dragon. Additionally, Black Widow is not being planned to be released on Disney Plus. So, which I think should. You've got to get it out. I think I th- <laughs> it would have been interesting had they released Black Window Widow Christmas Eve or New Year's. What Eve. if they did it like a surprise drop? I'm almost convinced that's what they're going to do. Because um, what's it called? WandaVision comes out January 11th. Yeah, we've got to see this before WandaVision, right? I mean, right? Yeah, it makes sense. You'd assume. Did we talk about we talked so, about WandaVision? Yeah, sweet. I like the trailer for WandaVision. Thought that was interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's it's been sweet. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Um, Pinocchio teaser. Spoiled. Don't care. Don't care. <laughs> don't care. <laughs> Tom Hanks will be Geppetto. Don't care, especially because I don't know. Tom Hanks is Tom Hanks, but give us give us give us a, a decent movie. You know, like <laughs> please. Yeah. So that will be a live action. Live action. Mm, yeah. Okay. Um, Robert Zemeckis is directing, which again, like it's cool to see them team up again, but uh, Robert Zemeckis has also been on a string of stinkers lately. Don't care. Don't care. <laughs> <That's>, All right. <laughs> this one was the most interesting announcement. I thought weirdly enough of all the other, this, this next one we're going to talk about light year, a movie with Chris Evans, Starring Buzz Lightyear and will show the early years of Buzz as he rises through the ranks of Star Command. Didn't this exist? Didn't you? Did you ever watch Buzz Lightyear of Star Command? The TV, the TV show? Where he fights Zorg? Is it Zorg? Yeah. It was just like a hand-drawn animated show. I think I did. So, 
one, I don't know why Chris Evans is doing the voice. Like Tim Allen is still alive. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Why why don't have Tim Allen do the voice? So interesting on this. So the 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 initial concept idea of Toy Story was centered around Buzz and like a different art design of Buzz. So now they want to go back to that story and finally tell that story with Chris Evans. I don't know why. Sweet, because I love Buzz Lightyear, but spoiled that it's not freaking uh, Tim Allen. Yeah, yeah. Right? I, I like Chris Evans as a voice. He kind of has that heroism type vibe from Captain America. Yeah, he does. But it's Buzz Lightyear. You know it's Tim Allen. You gotta do. It's not like his voice has changed that much in the last 20 years. He's still an adult man. And you can even, you can even like spike it to make it sound a little bit higher. But That's I don't even know if you'd need it to be higher, yeah. I guess. I don't know. I'm pretty, I don't know. I'm, pr- I'm, pretty, I'm pretty spoiled on this. I'm sour, because it would have been nice to Overall. see Tim Allen, but I like Buzz, Buzz Lightyear. It'll be a fun, yeah. uh, fun kid shop, uh, you know, is what it is. So Okay. There it is. That's all the news. All the news. If there's any news that we didn't announce, tough, you know, deal, tough beans. Deal, deal with it. Did you say tough beans? Yeah, tough beans. I love that. I don't think that's a saying. I I was trying to think of another way to say it. Tough, tough. Sorry, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Just, and, just, and tough luck. Just stop right there. <laughs> Who cares? Okay. Um. Now it's the review. It's review time. Let's get it. The room, written, directed, produced by Tommy Wiseau. Starring Greg Sesteros, who has a cameo in Haunting of Bly Manor. That was really cool. That's awesome. But yeah, is the how do we even explain the I room? Kicks, I was just about to ask you, what is the room about? <laughs> <laughs> what what the, is the it about? The room doesn't. It's there's. It's not even focused on a room. I don't know why it's called the room. I mean, they have intercourse in a room eight different times in the movie is <laughs> for it, no is reason it eight times no it's only like three okay. it feels like eight they're so long the longest sex scenes in any movie are in the room and it's weird because like anatomically he's not even in the right place so i i, I just love that this movie so this movie was released in 2003 and yes. tommy Wiseau. Like like Keek said, produced, wrote, directed this movie with his own money, correct? Yes, where, which he says. Where does he get? <laughs> he kind of says that he sold like cow hides and stuff. There are different there are different apparent stories of where he got his money. There's no concrete. The most concrete is that he sold like cow hides to get a lot of his money. Interesting. And we're going to tie a lot of this into the disaster artist because a lot of the sweet movie morsels, one specifically is Tommy Wiseau bought a digital camera, like an HD digital camera and a film camera. He bought them. Normally in the film industry, you rent them to be able to use and you return them back. Yeah. But he bought them so that he could make like a film version and then predicting HD and like, oh, this might be a cool thing to shoot in. He also shot the whole movie in HD at the same time. And just bought the cameras. And I think they spent like $6 million on this. Like, <laughs> if you've ever seen The Room, knowing that it costs $6 million, you can't help but think, where the frick did the money go? Right? 
It looks horrible. The framing is horrible. It's so bad. The greens. Oh don't my they, Don't they use a green screen? Yes. <laughs> on the on the top of the roof. On the top of the roof when they're like, why don't we just film on the top of a roof? And Tommy would just say, no, it needs to be a real Hollywood movie. It needs to be real Hollywood. <laughs> real Hollywood movie. Yeah, Tommy Wiseau. There's my impression of That's Tommy Wiseau. That's actually really good. I, it's essentially just the story of a, of, a, of a guy who's like failing relationship and his relationship with his best friend that goes on the rocks because his best friend like starts starts messing around with this dude's girlfriend in the side of the show. Yeah, yeah. And then you, but he doesn't like her, but he does. And, I don't know. And then you have just random appearances of Denny, and then the grandma says she's got cancer, and it's just the most <laughs> emotionless. And it never comes back. It's just like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. And then like they change the subject so quickly. What's you got to watch the room with some friends, your spouses, whatever it is, and just just have a good time. You just got to just realize that this person made this movie. He acted in it. And it is still, is it, it's still getting money. People are still watching this, renting it. It has been, this movie sells out at any midnight showing that you have of the room. You have to be online right as the tickets go on because they'll sell out. And some people love this movie. This movie is one of the genuinely most hilarious movies I have ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it is actually hilarious how bad it is. And I think I've seen it seven or eight times. And what makes it so bad is it's so incomprehensibly it, it make it's nonsense. It, it makes no sense. The story makes no sense. There's no progression of anything. The continuity in the movie is so weird. The framing is horrible. Like, and then you have the character with um the neighbor Denny who just comes over and Denny. <laughs> wants to like watch them do it. Yeah, yeah. He gets in bed with him. He's like, "Hey, what's up, guys? Can I stay?" <laughs> No, Denny Lee. Over three is a crowd. (laughs) Oh my gosh! And then he owes money to a drug dealer. (laughs) The drug dealer's name is Chris R. Oh my god, Chris R. (laughs) He like shows up and he's so famously played by Zac Efron. Oh, I love. I love that Chris R. was Zac Efron in the Disaster Artist. It's. And he's so like he's so intense. The guy, the the drug dealer, Chris R. And everyone's like, "Why Chris R? Like, why not just Chris? Why does he need the R?" Oh, in the there? ideas for this movie just are so bad. And thank you. How are you? Have a good day. I knew a girl. I'll have a, a, I'll have a dozen red roses, please. <laughs> oh hey, Tom, uh, oh hey, Johnny. Oh hey, and they they start every line with oh hey. Oh hey. I didn't oh, do hey, it. I didn't hit her. It's oh, it's so it's bad. Bull- I did not hit her. I did not. I did not. <laughs> oh hi, Mark. It's so fun. To- here's here's one of my favorite lines. I knew a girl. She had a dozen guys. One of them found out, beat her up so bad, left her in a ho- put her in a hospital on Guerrero Street. Ha ha ha! What a story, Mark. I know. I know. Just this horribly somber story about domestic abuse. And Tommy Wiseau just laughs. What a story. Oh my. What a story, Mark. Oh my. And gosh. it's also like in the disaster artist, them shooting those scenes. You know, Seth Rogen is the director, and Tommy Wiseau or Tommy Wiseau is trying to play the part, and he's like, um. This is a serious moment. Can you maybe try reacting seriously? And like six takes later, he can't do it. So they keep that take. I love Seth Rogen and Disaster Artist. And I love just how they also poke fun at like, we're getting paid. 
let's keep doing yeah. it. They're just like, we are, we don't know where this guy's getting his money, like, but we are getting paid. So they just keep it up. He brings the check and he's like, yeah, I don't think this is going to cash. And he's like, oh, yes, it did. And he's like, what? <laughs> um, do you think the disaster artist makes the room better? No, I, I, it's just a fun little addition. I think the room in and of itself Stands alone. is one of the most entertaining pieces. I'm going to just say pieces of art you could ever watch. It's so true. I, I remember watching the room. I think I've watched it twice. I've essentially watched it twice. I watched it all the way through once. And then I saw it. Um, all, I've seen scenes so many times, but I love the disaster artist. I think that was my favorite movie from 2017. I had a blast. That, honestly, with that, it. I, I, yeah, that makes sense. I think I think Disaster Artist was so fun. James Franco knocked out of the park. Him and his brother Dave Franco, and it's a fun movie with the Disaster Artist about friendship and their journey of making this movie. And the Room is a cult classic. It is a cult classic of how bad it is, but also how funny it is at the same time. And let's not get it twisted. Tommy Wiseau is not this like secret genius. He's not a secret genius. He, he he's not like this film savant. He's just he just got lucky. Yeah. And he'll ride that luck train until the sun goes down. Yep. Yep. Yeah. He'll ride it in the sunset. I, I, I also love that the room is essentially like a 20 minute story that they milk into an hour and a half long movie. Yeah, it is an hour. Let me look at it right now. It's an, I think it's like 82 it's minutes. It's an hour maybe. and 39 minutes long. Shut up, dude. <laughs> that movie is an hour and 39 minutes long. It currently has a 3.7, 3.7 out of 10 on IMDb. The meta score is nine, but the popularity oh. is like pretty high. It's through the roof. Yeah. People, if you love movies or if you even heard of The Room, you need to find a way to watch it. I think it's the on room. YouTube. I looked. I couldn't find it. Oh, really? I don't think technically it is because it has like those, what, four sex scenes in it that are so bizarre. Just. That you can't have it on YouTube. I love, I, but you you can find it. That's so funny about um, the plot keywords on IMDb says imitating a chicken, breast cancer, unintentional humor, throwing a football, oversized clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. all the scenes where they're throwing footballs together. Like n- like everyone's not in the same scene. Like oh, it's you'll have so good. you'll have the can- like the football will leave the frame of view. And then it'll come back in from someone else. It's so weird. And then the random couple that's like, like in their house and also do it on their couch. Oh yeah. And then they have like these box of chocolates, (laughs) but that, that never comes back again either. They're just like this random couple that shows up. Yeah. It's so, it's so cringy. It's (laughs) totally forgotten about that until right now. It doesn't make any sense. No, but it is. You're tearing me apart. T- <laughs> Lisa. And Lisa. And what is Johnny's friend's name? Uh, Greg. I don't even remember what his name is. Greg Sistero. Yeah, but but what's his character's Mark? name? Oh, it is Mark. <laughs> what a story, Mark. Yeah. yeah, it's just, oh, hey, Mark. Oh, hey, Johnny. It's all the same dialogue. It is. It's amazing. But it is a classic. It is, it is a classic. Um, has he done any other work? He has like Big Shark or something like that. Like he's done stuff, but it's it's it'll never touch the room because he's too aware of it now. Yeah. He was so unaware of like the horrible like piece that he's making. But like 
People love it because it's so bad, and there's no way you'd be able to recreate how, it. How long didn't he like pay his own money to keep it advertised as well on a billboard? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there was one billboard for it. He paid up his own money to keep it in theaters for like a month or something so that it could qualify for Oscar nominations. And the billboard stayed up for like four years. Stop. He paid to have a billboard in California for a movie that only premiered once. Like he never changed the premiere date for it. It was just like the same day coming out in 2003 and in 2007, it's still up there. That's amazing. It's insane. Hats off. Chase's dreams. He got the bag. He's got the bag now. He does. He just goes around tours and plays the movie. I think he's technically like, He's he always says that he's from uh, New Orleans. <laughs> Tommy, is he from Poland? So the disaster artist James Franco is saying as Tommy Wiseau. Oh, so where are you from? I'm from the Big Easy. I'm from New Orleans. <laughs> but I, I think he's actually from East Eastern Europe. I think Romania is apparently Romania? where he's from. OK, because he has an yeah. accent. It's really heavy accent. <laughs> it is like uh, I it don't is. know what kind of accent it is, but it's an accent. So how do, how do we grade this? What is this movie is like a D minus. Okay, here's my grading for the room. The room is an absolute F. It is spoiled. If you're looking through the lens of technicality, if you're looking through the lens of acting, if you're looking through the lens of what this story about, but also through another lens of comedy, of unintentional humor, it's an A plus. It is so sweet. It's hilarious. You have to watch it with a group of friends as many people as you yeah, can yeah yeah we need to, to find a way to get a copy of it and then when everything is over sweet film meetup we're watching the room yeah and we're gonna get spoons out because don't they throw spoons whenever there's apparently spoon? i've never been during like a big showing i actually had tickets but i got caught up in traffic yeah. and i wasn't able to make it on so time. that's my spectrum of grading this it is amazing that it is all it's an f movie but it's also mm-hmm. an a plus movie of quality laughs and of how cringy bad it is it it just goes to show that like obviously you want to make a good movie but if you can make something that's entertaining it doesn't matter how good it is yeah people will come back and they'll watch it again and again and again yep yep i think the room it's just an anomaly the room is it is. I don't. There's nothing else like it. There nothing. There will never be anything else like it because it was intentional. Like he wanted this movie to be good, and and, yes. then, <laughs> and then in the dis- and then in the disaster artist, you get James Franco, who's like, I don't know if that actually happened. I'm, I, I'm assuming that's kind of how it went. I guess. Yeah. How like he shows it to everyone. And everyone's he's like laughing. Really and he's really and he's sad. like, oh, it's not supposed to be funny. So, and now he's embraced it. He's he had to embrace it. Yeah, with his four belts that he wears. Yeah, so good. I'd love to meet him. I know. I'd hate to interview him, though, because I think it would just be a mess. <laughs> yeah, it, <would> be. <laughs> it would just be a mess. Yeah, so there's the room. Keeks, what grade are you giving it? Uh, you know what? I'm going to do kind of a weird... I'm going to do like a mix of yours. It's it's an F, but it is super, super, super sweet. <laughs> yeah, Everyone needs... It, it, it gets the highest version of Sweet Sour Spoiled that exists. Oh, all, all three. It gets all three. It, it really does. It, it, it gets an AF Sweet Sour Spoiled. <laughs> that is the final grade that we have. Oh my gosh. I love it. So now any other guilty pleasure movies you have, because this is the 
the queen mother of of guilty pleasure movies. Um, obviously, the Fast and Furious. Those are actually fine, though. I, you know, another kind of guilty pleasure movie is uh, Spider Man Three. A little bit. I think Spider Man. Okay, yeah. I think Spider Man Three is terrible. But there's some moments that I actually enjoy. It's kind of fun. It is so cheesy with um, when when Tobey Maguire, uh, Peter Parker is just going through his like emo stage. If you want to put it that, if you want to coin it that, it is so yeah. bad. But it is also fun and it's really hammy and really yeah. fun. So I'd say yeah. Spider Man Three is my guilty pleasure movie that I can actually watch and see through the lens of enjoyment because Spider Man One and Two are really good. Like those are and well, you know what I think is so interesting about Spider-Man Three is the movie isn't bad because of those secondhand embarrassment moments. The movie is bad because it's so tonally inconsistent. Yeah, yeah, you got Venom. It's really sticky and funny, and then it's like super serious. It's so weird. Yeah. Um, one that I was thinking of is King Arthur. Do you remember the Legend of the Sword? Is this the one with um Charlie? Charlie Hunnam. Yeah. That we saw like four years ago. Yeah, this was a that's that's a guilty pleasure movie. It's pretty bad, but yeah. it's also kind of fun. Jude yeah, Law, it was a fun it? movie to watch. Yeah, I, I, I do you have any others? I can't think of anything others. Any others off the top of my head? The so I have a few. Batman v Superman. I love that you. That, love that. movie is a mess. And anyone that says I, I like the portrayal of Bruce Wayne, I like Ben Affleck, but the movie is a mess. Yeah, but it's a beautiful mess and a fun mess to watch. Yep. Uh, Zack Snyder is a hack in my opinion. So. There you go. Uh, like I said, a movie that I mentioned earlier, Hulk, is a guilty pleasure because it's so weird as a comic book movie before comic book movies came into their own. Ang Lee does his best, but it's super weird. The Resident Evil franchise. Ugh. Oh, man. Those are also guilty pleasure. Just shoot them up. Zombie movies. Really fun. Van and, Helsing would probably be in that boat, too. That's for my yeah, brother. Yeah, Van Helsing, that's another really good I one. I have seen those. Oh, I, I, you know what? I'm going to say X-Men Origins, Wolverine. Oh! It is terrible, but it, there's some aspects. I haven't seen it since it came out in theaters. There's some aspects I that I enjoy, and it is so bad. Um, And then I think my number one is The Master of Disguise. That's a good one. It's a really good one. Because it famously, the Turtle Club was filmed during 9-11. Mm. And they they had they cut filming and took like the day off because of it. Oh, really? That's a sweet movie <laughs> morsel. Yeah, sweet movie morsel. Turtle Club was filmed during 9-11 of the Master of Disguise. Wow. Well, you remember the first trailer for um Spider-Man? He there was there's a web between the two towers and there's like a helicopter in it. Oh yeah. They took it out after, you know, after that went down. The, after 9-11 yeah. happened. Sheesh. Wild. Wild. So there's your guilt, well, guilty pleasures. Yeah, we'll, we'll put up. I actually am curious what other people's guilty pleasure movies are. Yeah. So that we'll ask any anything else. I think that's it for take no. 111. Because we asked everyone what your least favorite movie is. And the room was Con- consensus which is weird because like least favorite. I wouldn't necessarily put the room as a least favorite. The least favorite for me is The Haunting of Sharon Tate. Well, that looks least favorite terrible. movie. I hate that movie. Everything about that movie. I hate, you know, what my least favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never have to see it again. So that's good. Uh, um, next take Christmas movie, right? We're doing Christmas movies, baby. We are going to talk about elf. We're going to talk about, um, the Grinch home alone and any other Christmas movies. 
Anything else? Oh, we're going to talk about all of them? Maybe. Yeah, why not? Yeah, who knows? Okay. Yeah, maybe we'll, we'll run later. the gambit of a review. Yeah. And we'll talk about a bunch. Oh, yeah. I love Christmas movies. Christmas movie is a very fun genre to watch. Yeah. I just, just watched The Elf. I mean, a little sneak peek, but it is a good, fun Christmas movie. Zoe Deschanel. Yes. I'm watching New Girl for like the eighth I didn't line. know she was a new girl. She's and a- I had no idea that she had, what? that she had an album. She's a good singer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What is it? The Head and the Heart or something? Yeah, him is and her? her. Oh, Him and Her. That's yeah. it. That's right. Him and Her. Like, that's right. actually pretty Head good. I like it. Good Christmas She's album. She's got a cute little voice. So. And that Joseph, there's always that Joseph Gordon-Levitt and uh, her singing a song that everyone loves. Yeah. So good. What song it is. So, everybody. Wow. What a, love what all a the take. movie news. How's that? We love The Room. Go watch The Room. Yep, do it. If you watch The Room this week, tell us what you think. Yep, please do. <laughs> please do. Get in the Christmas spirit of watching something funny <laughs> and terrible all at one. Um, oh, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, it is. Well, all you sweets, stay sweet. Keeks. Sweet. Sweet. Love you. Sweet. Sweet. <laughs>